What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Marie Shadows, and I have the lovely, awesome ass kicker of the United Empire, Aaron Hanare. Um, Aaron Hanare, how is it, man? How are you doing? Kia Good morning. I'm, I'm pretty rocked up and not from the matches. It's from the flights. I've been uh, for the last two months now. It's been nonstop traveling. So I'm sorry for being late. I was just knocked out cold. <laughs> from the I mean, sleeping. it's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, it's all good because, um, you know, I work with a lot of wrestlers, like, you know, behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I created this thing of like, you know, wrestlers run on their own time. So I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, I'm so used to it, by the way. Um, but yeah, um, before I jump into like all of my notes, um, AEW Dynamite had uh, the Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb show up and beat up uh, FTR and um, Rocky and Trent. And I fucking love that. Like, you know, uh, what are your, like, initial thoughts? I had no idea. I, uh, so they were sending me pictures of uh, O'Conn eating some, like, famous Las Vegas burger. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, uh, that guy's in Japan because we haven't seen each other for a few weeks now. So uh, we took, I mean, sorry, after the uh, Philadelphia show, that was the last time we saw each other. So I, they sent me the picture of uh, Oka in Las Vegas. I looked at her, like, what the hell? Then I checked out Twitter and then you just see Oka slamming him through the table and um, Jeff powerbombing the guy. Uh, I mean, long time coming. Jeff would have been smashing AEW if it weren't for the uh, pandemic anyway. So it's just, it's supposed to be, put it that way. Yeah, man. Um, I was just saying to myself and saying to my chat that, like, if you didn't pop up, I was like, yo, if Hidari shows up on Dynamite, like, I wouldn't be upset. Like, I would just be, like, marking out the same way that I marked out with them and whatnot. You know, eventually, it'll happen. Um, no, sorry. You know. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just asleep. I'm sorry. Oh, dude, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. You're good. You're good. Um, so yeah, I guess let's jump into like, you know, humble beginnings. Um, cause I really wanted to talk about, uh, New Zealand, uh, since like, you know, um, I think watching, uh, the New Japan, uh, documentary series of like Lion's War was like, you know, uh, New Zealand is freaking beautiful. Um, yeah. you know, so like, uh, I guess, you know, uh, what's the, like the main difference that you see between like New Zealand, Japan, and now America? Uh, you mean in wrestling-wise or just general society? Uh, however you want to answer it. General or wrestling, it doesn't really matter. Um, wrestling-wise, there's, there's not very much there at all. We're a uh, rugby nation, so if you're not a rugby player, a boxer, or a kickboxer, it's pretty much pointless because those are the only real sports that um we play. Uh, as well as, like, I don't know if you know what cricket is. Yeah, yeah, cricket and- a little bit. <laughs> the big sports. So in terms of wrestling, there's not much there, but... um. There is a small scene, which I was a part of for about eight mm-hmm. years before um, going to the UK. Uh, so there's not much opportunity. It's pretty much the guys that try and try and try and keep trying. They eventually make it somewhere. But 99% of people don't really do anything because they don't know the opportunities there. In terms of society, it's really chill. Like I thought New Zealand was stressful. And then when I got to Japan, America, UK, I'm like, well, the whole world's so stressed about nothing. New Zealand's really chill. So that's, uh, I mean, half the reason why you don't see many New Zealand wrestlers around the world is because New Zealand is is too chill. 
So it's just people, picture people hanging out in a forest next to a beach, just lying down. That's pretty much New Zealand. Now. Hobbits. Yeah. They're just hobbits. Just hobbits. Just chilling. <laughs> drinking. Um, um, but there are the people that do go out. There's um, So from the top of the list, there's Dakota Kai from WWE. Yeah. Bale, Jay. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was after that. And there, there are a few independent guys, uh, Niwa um, and TK Cooper in, in the UK. So there's not many of us, but the ones that are out there are doing real well. Yeah, um, I really do enjoy the fact that, you know, uh, New Zealanders are like traveling out and coming into wrestling and, you know, just showing off like what they can do and stuff. Uh, so, you know, after you're done with like a Japan tour and you go back home to New Zealand, other than uh, visiting your family, what's like the first thing do you do? Do you grab like your favorite snack, cook your favorite food, go to like a favorite activity? I, uh, I run away to the countryside because uh, if you've seen the Kiwi countryside, there's nothing. It's just yeah. forest, mountains, and uh, Lord of the Rings. You've seen Lord of the Rings. It's just yep. that. I just pick the most, uh, what's the word, isolated spot and go there and just run away from people. Because um, most of the time, apart from that, I'm in Tokyo, which is just super dense. There's people everywhere. Um, so I just like to get away and then find some activities like horse riding or archery or axe throwing, something like that. I just like keep physically grounded. Because being a wrestler, you could get caught up in all the, you know, the lights and the smoke and mirrors, as they say, which a lot of people do. They forget to be grounded in the real world. But I like to ground myself. Beaches, rivers, and uh, forests is what I like. That <laughs> so sounds you, perfect. <laughs> picture that hermit lifestyle. That's what I do when I'm back home. Yeah, man, that that's perfect. Um, all right, so um, you debuted in uh, professional wrestling in 2010, right? Uh, it was actually before that, but I don't like to admit it. All right, so, so, we'll, so we'll keep it. <laughs> you want to keep it 2010? <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, the real date was 2007, but I didn't get paid for the first time until 2010. So it's three oh, okay. years of not the the um set everything up the ring set the lights everything before the show mm -hmm. i did that years before i received my first dollar um and that was for a company called ipw which is the company that i met bad luck follow at and, oh okay um, after his excursion in uh, st louis missouri i believe he came back to new zealand and started coming to the trainings and then eventually i started training with him and then that's how i got into new japan Interesting, which I want to talk a little bit about um, IPW. Um, you know, what are like your memories uh, from it? Uh, just in case, you know, I, I know my fans probably don't know about it. So like, what kind of good memories do you have? Uh, it was pretty good. Like um, it was one of the first uh, independent companies to get a TV deal. But there were some legal problems that happened, which stopped it from going any further. Um, but we were getting paid and I was making a pretty decent, I was making maybe $500 a week, which is unheard of in New Zealand. Yes. <laughs> I was the first guy to start doing like posters and t-shirts and stuff. And then Fale saw that and he was like, wow, this guy's actually hustling, which is why he backed me and um, put my name forward for New Japan. So there weren't mm -hmm. people, there's not many people that make that much money in New Zealand. <clears throat> but yeah, it was, it was real good. When the management changed, the, all the TV deals and all the big events started falling away. So 
we had to go look for work outside. Uh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I have in my notes that uh you created Warrior Wrestling Academy, and I wanted to yeah. like put that over. Uh, so if you want to tell you know my viewers and everyone like what that is, how they can get to the academy and all that. Yeah, so there was um <clears throat> there was another guy called Anthony Khan. Funny enough, his name is Tony Khan. Uh, he and I went to the UK. He actually paid for my ticket to the UK because he believed that I could make it. Um, so we traveled around the world. We went to UK, Ireland, and the USA before I came to Japan. Um, and after all my Young Lion stuff and after I graduated and became a full-fledged wrestler, um, he came to me with the idea of starting an academy so that all the Kiwi guys don't have to go outside of the country and travel in order to just get proper training because we were trained by a bunch of guys that just watched WWF um, <laughs> and they were just kissing everything. and it was very dangerous they got injured all the time but uh, now that we went overseas bring it all back our theme is that if ever there's a Kiwi guy that's international that comes back home we pay for them to come in and train the boys um, oh. so the alternative to the Fale Dojo which is the three month mm -hmm. Oh, this is more like weekly class, and we got a gym as well. So <clears throat> we get quite a few. I think we got like thirty-eight students at the moment, and they just keep coming through. Um, but we started at the beginning of twenty twenty, which, as you know, the lockdown sort of uh, New Zealand lockdown was the most stringent in the whole world. So it's been pretty rough. But I mean, we I'd say we're probably the biggest promotion in New Zealand right now. So it's doing all right. All right, so I, you know, give you guys all the luck in the world, like, to get that up and going and, like, you know, be out there and all that kind of stuff. Um, so now you're in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is amazing. Uh, you did start out as, as a young lion and uh, graduated. Uh, what was, you know, the dojo <laughs> like? Uh, did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? I loved it. Um, I know uh, the Americans don't really like it. But um, as you said, uh, like you, you mentioned humble beginnings before. I come uh -huh. from a place uh, I used to have to fight on the street to pay for food. Um, so when I got to the dojo, all the food is free, the accommodation is free, the gym is free. I was like, oh, wow, I've cracked it just being at the dojo. But people <clears throat> who didn't come up the same way I came up like, oh, we have to do the training. Oh, this sucks. And most people quit. You probably know that 99% of people that go through the dojo quit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, guys, right? So it was, to, for me, it was like, wow, this is amazing. I get to train all day with all these, like, Yuji Nagata, all these legends. I get to wake up, train at the New Japan Dojo, eat for free, sleep in this place for free. It was amazing to me. Like, it was just a huge opportunity for me. So underrated. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, other guys would probably just be like, you know, they hated the training and all that. And, and th those are the stories that I mostly hear that they hated the training. Um, you know, cause apparently it's like 500 squats and like all this kind of stuff. But, um, uh, you know, we were doing thousands. <laughs> it's like an easy day. Um, so, for, so I was in there with, uh, Oka, Shota, Narita, um, and a few other guys that quit mm -hmm. <clears throat> with Koto as well. We were doing at least a thousand a day, um, which is yeah. on top of weight training and, and um, yeah. conditions like that, which is why I injured my Achilles. So oh. all of this more like 
New Japan's probably the hardest uh, academy to get into in terms of wrestling because of that conditioning, because it's, they're not testing how good you are yet. They're testing how much you want it, how much you want to be there, how much you want to be a wrestler. And the 1,000 squats a day, the 200 push-ups, the conditioning, that's more like a weeding out process than anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that. Um, I could see it too with – uh, certain guys and just like you know just observe things yeah yeah I totally get that um so when you did graduate which was you know probably like the greatest feeling in the world uh you came out as Toa Hanare before you know we got we got to know you as Aaron Hanare so is there any like significant meaning when you decided to do Toa Hanare uh that was a office decision um okay. obviously I'm proud of all the heritage and stuff I didn't know what they wanted to do so I was like, oh, well, let me just show you and then they were happy with it so I kept that for as long as possible but the thing that really got to me was just uh, like the the haka itself is real hard to do within the match because you like culturally you're not allowed to do like a, a short little haka culturally yeah. you have to give a thousand percent every time you do it so yeah. I do it in a match just be like <sighs> so tired for the next thing like whether, whether I just finally got him down I'll be like tired after I do it. So they like got got to the point where I was like, oh man, this is holding me back, which I'm pretty sure you noticed as well. Quite a lot of fans noticed. <clears throat> but it was it was cool um being able to actually represent my culture that way because mm-hmm. um I think to this day I'm the only signed full time professional Maori wrestler in the entire world, which is sort of my my calling card. No matter what mm-hmm. image frame to the fans. Um, and it was good to finally get that in a positive light. I mean, being a big baby face in uh, New Japan. But at the same time, I thought that American fans and Japanese fans and British fans couldn't really understand the cultural aspect of it. So it didn't really take off as much as I'd like it to. In New Zealand, it, people understood it. Every time I do a match in New Zealand, it's sold out every time, just uh, because they get it. So, but. I wish the rest of the world understood it. Yeah, um, I, I would say uh, that I, I enjoyed it uh, when I was going back and just watching some of your matches. And, like, you know, I, I understood it. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, Toa Hinari was, like, the most fantastic name that I ever saw because, like, no one else had it. So I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then when you switched over to Aaron Hinari, I was like, you know, I'll deal with it. I just don't want to hit you with the A.A. Ron type of thing. That's why I was like, damn, why do you have to switch to Aaron, you know? Uh, but, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I knew, I knew what you were doing. <laughs> the Toa, Toa in uh, Maori, it's not really a name. It's more like a title. Toa means warrior. So, like, in, okay. uh, in the tribal sense. I think there's another Samoan guy called Toa. But that, that would be just a title. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Toa uh, Leone. Yeah, Leone, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Aria Lion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, I remember when I saw his name, I was like, oh, maybe that's why, like, you know, Aaron Hanari dropped the Toa Hanari and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but in all honesty, like, I, I enjoyed it. I knew what it was. And, by the way, before we move on, like, how do you pronounce it? Because I, uh, like, I say, I say, uh, Maori, is that right? Maori, Maori. So are you are you Mexican descent? <laughs> no. No, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Wait, what's that? I I'm, I'm Puerto Rican Italian. 
Puerto Rican. I mean, yeah. you could you could pronounce it the same way that Italians and Puerto Ricans announce it. Uh, pronounce it. Is am I rolling the R? Am I am I doing that? Yes, yes, we do the exact same thing, the same pronunciation, the same as Japanese as well. The uh, vowels a, e, e, o, u, and the uh, rolled r. Oh Maori. fuck that! I can't, I can't, I can't roll my r. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, so now, so now I know that when I practice it, I have to roll my r for it. Yeah, and there's this a few. I mean, like Taika Waititi, he's sort of bringing our culture to the mainstream, so uh -huh. people are understanding it a bit more. I think the the funniest thing, the the biggest character that people understand Maori from is Korg, from uh, the Thor movies, the Avengers movies, the big really? rock. Guy. Because that's, that's what a Maori, usually Maori's are big giant dudes with really soft voices. Hey, bro. Oh. <laughs> I gotta go not now I gotta go study that and whatnot. Um cool. but yeah, I would try to like pronounce it correctly because every time like I look at it and I try to pronounce it, I'm like Hinari is just gonna like you know tell me it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I can't roll my R. I really um, can't. The, reason, the reason why the culture or the, the language isn't really well known is because up until 1975 it mm -hmm. was illegal. Yeah. It's like a cultural, uh, like a structural disintegration of the culture and language. So Japan giving me the chance to bring it to the forefront is like quite deep, meaningful to me, mm -hmm. just because of our cultural history and how much the uh, crown was trying to subdue our culture. Still here. Yeah, man. Still, you're still alive and kicking um, and all that. Um, but yeah, so um, I guess we can move further down the timeline of you in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, so on January 27th, um, this should have been like a maybe a Wrestle Kingdom, or probably not. No, it's past Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, you teamed up with uh, Makabe and Taguchi to take on Fale, uh, Tamatanga, and Tangaloa. Um, how did that uh, feel, and like, what do you remember from it? That would have been Hokkaido, right? I think that was Hokkaido. Are you talking about the place? Yeah, yeah, I think that was a big giant one. I was. I, I have think no that was idea. <laughs> first big, big match. I didn't know it was coming. I had. Uh, I don't know if the fans know, but I never check my matches. I find out my matches from Twitter, and you guys tagging me in the matches. Um, so I was like, oh, um, it's like everybody on their first few times are always like nervous and stuff. So I don't think I did very well in that match um, because of that. Not to mention Hokkaido is super cold, especially in oh, okay. January. And if you look at me, I'm uh, not made for the snow. So <laughs> on top of that. Uh, good to know. If we ever get into a snowball fight, um, I know who I'm taking out first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, you, Makabe, and Taguchi lost that six-man uh, uh, um match i was gonna say lost the belts but i'm like you didn't get the belts yet uh speaking <laughs> of the never uh open weight championship title uh myself and another friend of mine uh really want to know when are you going to go after the never open weight title that tama has i've been wanting it since i got here i mean that was the that title and everything it represents the style the stylistic thing that i could be bursting a junior or a heavy or an in-between guy that is the reason why I wanted to come to New Japan, specifically oh. for that. 
the first match that I walked into live, so I was late to Wrestle Kingdom. It was either 10 or 11, I can't remember, or 9 even. I walked in and it was uh, Makabe and Ishii. Mm-hmm. So first match that I f- saw physically in Japan. So I was like, nah, this is me. This is me right here. So it's all what I've always wanted to do. For the last year, I've been sort of trying to figure out what I am, what I do. Um, more so, I want to be the best version of myself before I come and get that title, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be a old guy coming and get railed, you know. But eventually, like, as you see with uh, Jeff and Oka tonight, it's when I'm ready. Not when the fans are ready, not when my opponent's ready. The timing is everything. Yeah, I totally right, agree with that. Damn, it's out. But then in saying that, you know, Tom has been working, what, 12 years just to get that one thing. I know it's not going to take me 12 years to get it. And that's, that's no like- knock on That's no knock on Tom. <laughs> I was going to be like, well, that's uh, that's super confident. I, I appreciate super confident, uh, you know, no matter what. Uh, so while we're on the subject of championships, right? Uh, so in a perfect world, because, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling no longer has the IC title. But for the sake of this uh, question, how would you rank uh, the titles um, in New Japan Pro Wrestling to, like, your liking? My, my Honestly, the IWGP World Heavyweight at the top, obviously, just because it's... It represents the most prestigious. I know it's only been alive for what, not, just over a year now, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Well, the new one, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's the it represents the before it came, which yeah. is the best. It had like the most prestigious champions, line of yeah. champions. Before. Um, under that, personally, I'd put the Never title. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe the tags, and then the U.S., and then the cruiserweight. Um, am I missing? No, I don't think I'm missing any. And then the six man's under that. So I think that's a logical progression as well. So if you you got a guy that's been, he's got the six man, and then he's got the tags, and then he's got the never, and then he's got the. It's like a logical, a very logical, rational person. So <laughs> I think logical, rational progression. I can see that. I can see how that works and work into storylines um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So um, I guess I guess we could fast forward to 2021 because 2020, like everyone was in fucking lockdown. Um, you know, how did you feel about being in the New Japan Cup for 2021? It's funny you should bring up the lockdown because I'm a very unlucky person. Uh-huh. Um, so I was supposed to go on an excursion in 2017, but I snapped my Achilles. Yeah. I was supposed to have that main event singles match with Ishii in 2020, but the lockdown happened. And it was just like, I just, and then last year I was supposed to be in the G1, but then my neck got injured. So it's just, I don't know if it's bad luck or the universe just telling me to chill, but I've always been hit with more uh, hurdles than other people yeah. have had to do. Um, and that's cool. I've been dealing with hurdles my whole life, but I'm still here. I'm still fighting. I'm not paralyzed. Um, my face is a bit swollen, uh, but and, uh, I think my nose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm broken right now again. But I think if it wasn't for the Achilles, if it wasn't for the pandemic, if it wasn't for my neck last year, I'd be way higher than I am now in terms of career progression. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. 
the were you mentioning the United Empire? Um, always. I always put you guys over. Um, but I mean for like uh <laughs> but I mean for like the the uh, New Japan Cup um in twenty twenty one when you fought uh I, I'm basically yeah. gonna go towards like when you fought Jay White, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was obviously the year before I was supposed to burst issue. Um Jay, he's he's been on a roll. He's like the top Kiwi in the world, so the match mm-hmm. been a lot to me. Um he's I uh, he's someone I have a lot of respect for. Just as a, we're the same age, he's just another Kiwi kid. We're from the same town. He's from the rich part. I'm from the poor part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the that was the main match that was like, now something has to change. I can't keep being this guy, doing what the uh, Japanese senpais just want me to do all the time. I felt like they were holding me back, and not even from like a character standpoint, just like personally as well. It was just. I couldn't couldn't get above anywhere near that. I was just there, 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 and it was it was sort of annoying. And uh, they didn't actually upload my backstage comment because I um, I punched holes in every single wall. And to the Japanese, that's very uh, rude. It's very offensive. So I they did post a picture of my knuckles afterwards. My whole arms and my hands were all bleeding. But that was like the most emotion I've ever had before. Mm-hmm. But after actually but the fans didn't get to see that and i mean will, i god sorry will was actually behind one of those walls when i was punching it so he was the guy there he was filming me and then so he realized what i was going through and i think he was the one that got all the guys together and then pitched me coming into united empire because the week after that he took me out to dinner to tell me i was like yeah man whatever Anything that gets me out of this, I'm going to take. It could have been probably Bullet Club. It could have been anyone, but he was the first one there. He was the first one that took the chance with me, and I think it's worked out. Um, it has definitely worked out 100%. Um, and I was eventually going to get to that. I was eventually going to ask you if Will Osprey took you out to dinner, but, you know, you uh, already said that. Um, but I, I do remember that emotional... Uh, promo that like you punching the wall. Um, I do remember them putting it up um, and, and I watched it and I commented it on, on my podcast and stuff like that. Um, and I, and I could see the hurt that you were going through. So I understood and I sympathized and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, he needs something different. Um, and it's a good thing that Will Osprey decided to be like, Hey, you know, come out to dinner with me. Let's talk about this United empire idea and just getting everybody together. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like they all fit and everything. So then, you know, um, after all that, you start, I guess, you know, stay in the background, uh, you know, uh, New Japan is saying that uh, there's going to be um, an ex-member of, uh, of the United Empire. Um, and I do want to mention that, like, uh, when I reviewed uh, your match when you came in in Soccer Genesis as, you know, Aaron Hanare, um, the ultimate weapon, um, that has 105 plays from the time that I put it out and you beat all of my Cody road rants. And I think that's a very good thing to like, just mention. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that match. Uh, I was super nervous though. Um, after the match, all three of the Los Ingo guys are all injured after the match. <laughs> like it was the first time that the fans really see me for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the real like aggressive. I'm not saying I'm aggressive day to day, but like, the inner me, the background of me, is that that's what I used to do on the streets of Auckland. Um, 
I was super nervous. I think I was 144 beats per minute before the match. Oh, damn. So I, I was super nervous um, coming into it. One, it was the first time that I actually, Will came up to me. He's like, be you. Don't uh-huh. be this tall fans think you are. Don't be, don't be whoever these guys want you to just be you. And then that was the first time people saw me. And then other people like Jeff, they're like, oh, that's better. The, fan, mm-hmm. the fans, well, you know, I think after that is when the fans properly started to appreciate me for me, not me for this hacker uh, type of guy, you know. So it's just proper. Like I got to demonstrate more of the Muay Thai, more of the MMA stuff that I actually like doing in person um, and showcase myself, you know. And I like I, every time I'm in there with Shingo, I love that. Every time I'm in there with Sonata, I love that, you know. But yeah, I, I, I just love being able to present myself as myself, not this image of what people want me to be. These senpais all wanting me to be, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, I totally love that, that you finally came into being yourself. Um, um, you know, sometimes when I watch your matches, I'm like, damn, the way you like sometimes throw the jab or whatever, you could like feel that power behind it or the kick or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, that th- those little things in, in wrestling and in matches like make me pop. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm, I'm more of the ground based technical uh, style uh, fighting uh, flips are okay, but if, like if there's psychology mixed in with like the technical stuff, then you know that gets me a pop. But I like technical. <laughs> I hate um, watching flips. I know Osprey's my boy, but he doesn't just stick to flips. He he does everything. I don't like flips. I love strong style. I like two strong, tough guys throwing throwing meat. <laughs> that's that's what I love. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I, I should name this to throwing beat. I know, dude. It's it's phrasing, phrasing, <laughs> phrasing, dude. Yeah, that's the it's the style I liked when I was mm-hmm. growing up. When I was a kid. Um, when I was in high school, I used to like the guys like Nagata, the guys like Suzuki, mm-hmm. um, just the guys that like have a basis in true martial arts, true wrestling, amateur wrestling, Greco submission wrestling and stuff like that, which I'd like uh, this. Everyone liked this image of some wild man, wild moldy man, but mm-hmm. I really, I love ground submission fighting and I love striking. That's day to day. I train Muay Thai and MMA quite often. Like whenever I have spare time, that's what I do. So bringing that to the matches, I think, especially more entertaining it's more fun for me, and I think it's more entertaining for the crowd. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, aside from that, uh, coming up uh, June 26th, we have the AEW and, like, ex-New Japan uh, partnership for Forbidden Door. Uh, yeah. How did you find out about the Forbidden Door? Uh, Twitter. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, there was something that I got contacted for before I saw the announcement. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. Totally okay. <laughs> totally all right, man. But then I don't, 100% I didn't know about the uh, Forbidden Door until it was announced on Twitter. As I said, I find most of my wrestling news from you guys tagging me. I'm sort <laughs> of like uh, Juice and Zach. So I, only, I don't really hang around Twitter and I don't post that much i'm more a guy that just retweets all the united yeah. empires <laughs> yeah 
um, you know, everyone has to ask this question. So like everyone that's, you know, hearing about the Forbidden Door, you know, uh, is there a particular wrestler you want to face or is there a particular match, whether it's singles or tag you want to have at the Forbidden Door? Yeah, there's one guy, uh, Miro. I don't know if he's been announced for anything, but man, uh, Rusev, Miro, I, I love that guy. He's someone I've been watching since I was younger as well. Just everything that he brings, he's the power, power and striking, wrestling power and striking. Those are my favorite people, and he's someone that I look up to as a wrestler, as a performer, and as a guy, you know. The guy's like super mm -hmm. masculine. Classically, classically masculine, but still quite like respectable, you know. He doesn't doesn't mess around too much. He doesn't buy into all the political stuff, but he's a good dude. Yeah. From my um um you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that Hinari versus uh Miro. That'd be interesting. Uh are do you uh do you enjoy singles matches or tag matches more? I enjoy I love singles matches more, but the New Japan just doesn't give me them very often. Okay. When I do I do get a singles matches, you know, I always deliver, I always do my mm -hmm. best, I always, but yeah, I just haven't had the opportunities to present themselves as much. I know it's not the, the times that they have offered me these opportunities, I've either been injured or locked down or something. So I know it's just the universe, chill man, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. That, that's the type of guy I am, I'm not trying to justify, mm -hmm. not doing good, it's just... It is what it is, sort of thing. I got that. Um, so it, I should say that last, was it Saturday, the 22nd? Um, you mm -hmm. went over to your call for your debut over there in the UK um, against, yeah. uh, I can't remember the dude's name, but. Ricky Knight. Okay. So, uh, yeah, how did you feel about that? Because uh, you finally was able to go back to the UK for a little bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the schedule, I sent you my uh, sleeping schedule. It sucked. Yes. So I had one hour sleep every day that week. Uh, sure. So it was pretty rough. The, the match itself was cool, man. He brought it, smashed it, as you can see. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he broke his nose, which is the first broken nose I've had in a few years. I've had four altogether, and this was one of them. Um, but no, it was fine, man. He is actually from a... Uh, I don't know the politically correct term. I don't know if pikey is an offensive term in America. Um, but I have, you seen, know. have you seen Snatch, the movie Snatch? Yeah. The uh, Brad Pitt's family? Yeah. That's the kind of family he's from. Oh. You might know his auntie. Her, her name I, is Paige. Oh. Are we, are we talking yeah. to the wrestler or are we talking to the actor? Like, what, what, what are we doing? Wrestler? The wrestler. From the Knight family, which is Paige's family. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. So it was a, okay. So it was a, <laughs> um, but it was it was like super hot. I was in the match. I was like, "Wow, this is like a sauna in here." So I wish it wasn't so hot. Then it could have went a bit harder. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. And then I got to see the uh, Aussie boys in in their uh, natural habitat. So yeah. I've only seen in America at this point, but it was good to finally see them tear it down, which uh, people in the UK saying it was the best tag match in the UK ever. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, on my on my uh, live streams, um, I tend to watch uh, uh wrestler matches that my buddies are like, hey, you know, check this person out, check that person out, and uh, Aussie Open was definitely like a recommendation, and I was like, yep, I mm -hmm. am really liking them as a tag team, and I can't wait for them to like showcase their stuff in like World Tag League and stuff. So yeah, they're they're really good addition to um to United Empire. Good. They're nice boys too, and it's it's cool having like everyone from different countries as well mm -hmm. and then people like will people like uh the aussie boys the people that are when i'm speaking with american guys i, I have to change the way i speak so they can understand it but you're from the commonwealth we all speak the same language it's all the same cultural everyone understands sarcasm when i say something oh. sarcastic american guy he always takes it literally and then he gets offended <laughs> at me but when there's an English guy and two Aussies, you could, I could I could just talk how we talk normally, and they'll get it. Hmm. Uh, that seems pretty like legit anyway, because uh, Americans get offended over the tiniest of things, and sometimes it's not even sarcasm. So it's like, all right, yeah, you know, why are you offended for? Like, I get it, I totally get it. Um, but <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm not I'm not a wrestler per se, even though I had like three days of training after I left WWE. And like, yeah. you know, I just stopped. Yeah. Um, I just like running the ropes. My bumps, my bumps suck, right? So I only bring this up because I sort of want to be part of the United Empire. Uh, and you could fill that Puerto Rican side, uh, because you know, you don't have to fill the you don't have to fill the Italian side. You got Akira Francesco. So I'm like, yo, like I could be like the Italian one, just be a cheerleader for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's uh any girls here. I know Will's been watching quite a few girls around the world. It's been something he's been talking about since yeah. we started. Um, but I don't know where he's at with that. I've been, mm -hmm. I haven't actually watched. I mean, the only girls match I've watched was the girls match uh, last weekend at the show. Um, I've got Kylie Ray and Alex Windsor, I think her name is. Oh, Are you that, that, uh, oh yeah, I would have to probably like look that up. But um, I, but yeah, I know that. Yeah, go ahead. Other than that, like I don't really uh, because there's no girls wrestling matches in New Japan, so I can't yeah. watch the match. And I'd rather watch a match live than watch it on my phone because there's just that, you know, as a wrestling fan, there's that something, the extra frequency in the air that you don't get mm -hmm. from what screen, you know. So I prefer to watch matches live. Yeah, um, I, I wish I could um, travel a little bit more to like, you know, uh, cover uh, wrestling and like support like all, you know, my buddies and stuff like that um, and whatnot. Yeah. I sort of miss doing that shit. But yeah, you know, I, I, I do that from time to time. Um, but yeah, I could be like the unofficial cheerleader that fills in the Puerto Rican spot. That's about it. <laughs> and if more, more sisters in the business, the better. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So then, uh, you know, I want to talk about you coming, you know, here to America for a bit and like having fun. Because uh, when that got announced, man, I, again, uh, I'm, I use wrestling terminology no matter what. I marked out. I was so happy that you finally got over here to the States. Um, yeah. Of course, it has to be in like Cali and other places. I can't fucking travel and shit. Um, but if you came here to, but if you came here into uh, New York, uh, I would definitely fucking hang out with you, show you the the sites, and you know, go visit Coney Island and stuff like that. I would do that for you, um, and also I'll cook for you too if you want me to. Um, I'm just saying. Hey, Y'all know how to cook. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, That's I mean. Good. 
<laughs> I was just going to say that, well, because I'm a Puerto Rican Italian, I can like cook you a pork shoulder plus like like lasagna, like from scratch. So I'm good. Lasagna is okay. Eat pork though. Oh, um, all right. So then chicken. <laughs> Man. Um, so uh, I think, yeah, Windy City Riot was before Capital uh, Collision. Um I enjoyed uh, Windy City Riot, except for uh, Will Ospreay getting uh, fucked over by John Moxley. Um, and I don't really like how that fucking happened. But I did enjoy you with United Empire taking on Bullet Club. That was a really fun match. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and I definitely want to see you versus Hikaleo a lot more. Uh, so what yeah. was your first uh, thoughts, feelings, the crowd, you know, the excitement? Uh, walk us through it. I think the, the biggest highlight for that match was uh, actually being in the ring with Hikuleo again. Because uh, I don't know if you know, but we used to train together in uh, New Zealand. So we no, came I didn't to New know Zealand. that. Dojo. We were there for a month each before I went back to New Zealand. And we actually had, he had uh, his first singles match with me in my hometown. So that was, it was, that, that was the most uh, emotional side of it, just seeing the bro again. Um, mm -hmm. I, I honestly thought he'd leave bullet club by now that's not me just trying to entertaining like i thought he'd be with his bros you know tongans islanders all even puerto ricans probably all about family you know it's that, mm -hmm. that island culture family so it's super surprising to me that he's still with uh jay um but it was, it was pretty buzzy the crowd was hot as hell as you know the the crowd in japan aren't allowed mm -hmm. to track yell anymore and it's still it's been like that since 2020 and it's just the, the the crowd in Chicago was just like, wow, this is what it feels like. I forgot what it feels like to cr have mm -hmm. the crowd yell. So that was another like uh, sensory input that you don't get here in Japan. So it was just fire. Everything, everything from top to bottom, start to finish was just like energetic, packed. It was great. Yeah, man. Um, I really enjoyed it too. Um, I saw how much fun you guys had. And I think um like either after the show or a couple of days after the show, um, somebody put it up on Twitter that you guys went to an IHOP. How was that experience? I IHOP was great, although I'm still recovering from the weight that I gained from that week. <laughs> <laughs> um the first time I went there in 2016, I went to Florida. So I gained like five kilos in two weeks. Five kilos, like ten pounds, I think. Yeah, because you know, American school system like fucks fucks us over. Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Imperial system, but yeah, no, no, I helps great. But uh, got to get back to the dieting because with all the travel um, back and forth for the last two months, I haven't been in one place longer than three days for mm -hmm. the last two months. My diet's been off, my sleeping's been off, so my body's sort of like softened up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. In Japan, uh, I was just drinking this. This isn't soda. This is uh, pre-workout. So, got to get back to it. Uh, but the pre-workout is clear, right? Uh, no, no. It's a, what is it? It's a Nitroflex. So oh, like okay. Audio flavored. Oh, okay. Uh, so, what exactly <laughs> is, like, you know, your diet, and how do you maintain that when you're in Japan? Uh, Japan's great. Uh because everything's quite, the food, especially high quality health is quite cheap compared to other parts in the world. And especially in New Zealand, it's like uh, meat is like super expensive in New Zealand just because the quality is so high. But in, in Japan, it's quite uh, 
quite cheap to eat quite healthily. And then you could go to Yukaku, which is an all-you-can-eat meat buffet for mm-hmm. $30. So $30 a day, all the meat you can eat. So perfect for restless. So I'm guessing you're de- – oh. Sorry, I'm going to um, so I'm guessing that your your diet is just mainly high protein, then, right? Beef mainly, and uh, sweet potato. We call it kumara in uh, New Zealand. So that's our, our main carb source. Cool. Um, yeah, my brain is trying to process the the word that you call it in New Zealand. Kumara. kumara. <laughs> it's funny kumara. because there's a. Uh, this is where I'm going to show my proper mirrored stuff. The, the name is actually from South America. So what, what Westerners don't understand is that Pacific Islanders were traveling from Taiwan in the east to South America in the west and all mm-hmm. around the Pacific. So our, our history actually tells us that we've been traveling around there for thousands of years. But Western history says that's not true because how can these brown people be that smart? But hey, hey that's another that's another. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, that's definitely like another podcast if you want that to be. Um, uh, so Capital Collision also uh, happened too. Um, and yeah, you were in a tag match. Um, you know, did you have the same feeling as like Windy City Riot? Uh, did anything different change or like, you know, what did you think kind about of, that one? That match is when I started uh, trying to bring more. So different, different, different things. So I, I got a new uh, tidal wave kick that I tried out on the uh, Capital Collision tour, which was pretty cool. Crowd came up for it, um, and then seeing the TMD DK boys. So they were they were still banging when I first started wrestling. Um, so it was pretty cool to be in there. The stuff from Aussie as well. So like I, I get it. Um, Mikey Nichols as well. He's been waiting to come back since the start of the pandemic. So it was real cool to be in there with him and Shane and. Uh, Tito as well as a good dude who we wrestled again on the Philadelphia show. It was real fun, man. And that, that so the Capital Collision crowd was on fire even more than the Chicago crowd. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy both, so yeah, I, I could see that. Um, you know, uh, so what did you enjoy about Philly other than the cheesesteaks? <laughs> uh, the, the arena was real cool, just the history of being at that, yeah. ECW place. Um, not only that, I enjoyed dropping Tito on his head and getting my first pinfall victory in the U.S. I don't know if yeah. I'm allowed to say that. The yeah, you get yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it, it, it gets there. Like, New Japan has this weird thing of, like, just picking different times to show stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, just show it to us, <laughs> you know? Just show it to us. Um, yeah. Do you uh, – I know that, uh, y- yeah, your six-man tag uh, for New Japan Strong Mutiny – um, is uh, I think I've already passed on a uh, New Japan World. Um, Sorry, I've I been forgot about that win. So the reason why I <laughs> forgot about that is because we had Budokan. Straight after that was a flight. Then we landed, and the match ha- happened like two hours after we landed. So I had no sleep. That's why I forgot about that. I'm sorry. Jesus, yeah, man. Um, it's totally okay. I totally get that. Um. Damn, that's like a short amount of time just to like get in there and what you got to do and stuff. Um, but I was originally going to ask you if like, um, do you enjoy uh, being on like New Japan Strong or like do you like want to stay with like New Japan main roster? 
We're going to call it main roster. Roster? Uh, nothing can replace the main roster of New Japan. It's just a different type of, like, I don't know if discipline's the word, the vibe is the word. It's just it's something different that you can't get in the UK, you can't get in the USA, you can't get in New Zealand or Australia. It's just different. It's just that, that extra level of uh, professionalism, I think, that's mm-hmm. there. I don't know whether it's the Japanese culture or whether it's just how good New Japan is, but nothing can replace the main the main unit of New Japan. Um, although the strong crew is amazing, the locker mm-hmm. rooms, like the energy in the locker rooms, you could tell everyone's just there to put on the best show they possibly can, um, which New Japan, the main show, is like that outside of a pandemic mm-hmm. when there's – you get dropped on your head and the crowd's just like there's like <laughs> a certain it hits you in a certain way you know but once yeah. the crowd left and it's all over we're back uh would you ever want to go after the new japan strong title yeah so i think it's i don't want to say a spoiler for so i won't say that one but uh lola i, I was yeah. a huge fan of lola, not from pro wrestling uh-huh so that Chris Weidman. I don't know if you know who Chris Weidman is, but he's those guys have been like, as fighters, I respect the hell out of them as well. And just meeting him at the LA, I was like, oh man, it's Tom Lawler, which mm-hmm. is not many wrestlers are fans of UFC, proper, proper old school fans, but I am. And I say, like, oh shit, it's this guy. Um, yeah. So if you, got, you, you know any of the uh, UFC roster at all? Um, I used to be a fan of uh, Chuck Liddell. Um, he's the only one that pops into my head at the moment, but I used to watch uh, UFC back in the day when um, it was good and I was following it, and then I just fell off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm a, not so much a huge fan, but like a lot of my bros from New Zealand are now full-time uh, UFC fighters. And uh, uh, she's Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion. We're from the same mm-hmm. place. We trained together before I went to the dojo. So just seeing those guys come up together, I'm like, wow, these guys are bros. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if you're able to be catching, uh, you know, best of the super juniors, but uh, TJP is doing very well, especially being in the corner of uh, Akira Francesco. And Akira is also doing well, too. Um, yeah. Do you have any advice for Akira? Because he's brand new into the United Empire and, um, you know, he's brand new into New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, he's, if you know Akira, you know, he's like a straight guy. He's like a real, real, real good dude, real good heart. I actually met him, uh, just before the pandemic. So the uh-huh. one day before the pandemic, uh, I met him in a club in Shinjuku and mm-hmm. then we kept the whole time. And then he came to J- Japan. I was like, Hey, it's this guy. So yeah, he's a real good dude. Real good. He was uh all Japan junior champion, I believe. So yeah. I don't think there's much advice I could give to a uh, cruiserweight. But he's a good guy. He fits in real well. Um, I've taken him out to dinner quite a few times and took him out for a haircut. Now he's got the best barber in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing that I like about United Empire is that we're all a team, yeah, but we're all our own person as well. Mm-hmm. So we're all from each other. We're all from different countries. We all bring something different to the table. I think a big mistake that other people make is that it's just the same guys doing the same things. But with distinctive, United Empire is distinctive. Uh, from yeah. Each other, teams. 
Yeah, um, I totally agree with that too. That's why, you know, I, you know, I guess I can say advocate so hard for United Empire and putting you guys over every single chance that I get over on Twitter, uh, just because I think it fits so well that um, you guys can lean on each other for like support. Um, and it won't necessarily be like, oh, you know, they're there for cheating. And it's like, no, they're there for support. They're there to like make sure that like their guy doesn't really lose, but they're not really going to get in there. Um, they all have their own individual styles, own individual like ideologies. And like, it's not like, stepping on anyone's toes you know uh it's definitely refreshing uh because even though you know you know that i I'm, I'm a bullet club uh girl as well but uh you know sometimes bullet club could get on my nerves to be like all right it's a little too overwhelming uh but at least the united empire is like freaking refreshing and stuff like that um yeah. but yeah i you know me and you could talk about this all day that we could like get into like other things too um but i think that this was fucking fantastic um, I, I do forgive you for like sleeping in, but it's okay. Like I said, I'm so used to working with other wrestlers behind the scenes that wrestlers do what they want to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm used to it. Um, I'm going to give you the floor. You can plug in whatever you want to do. If I could do this right. Cause I, I think I could do this right, but you can plug in whatever you want. Um, uh, the floor is yours, Hinari. No, no, just follow me on a uh, Hinari NZ on all my, uh, all my social media, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook as well. I do the same, but I don't really post on Facebook that much. But thank you everyone for supporting. Um, this is only the start. I mean, I'm only 29. This is this is the start of my career. So keep in touch and keep following, and then you'll see. Bring it real. Keeping wrestling real. Let's go. All right, it's a good thing I turned my mic back on because again, it's gonna be like streamer problems. Like you know, I was <laughs> muted. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, this basically, uh, concludes, um, you know, this little mini podcast I really, really enjoy. And, um, I really love that you decided to, uh, give me the chance to like, have you, you know, talk about wrestling and stuff. Um, you know, uh, I really do enjoy your work. Like, 1000% like I really do um, I really do hope that you get the Never championship title um, Unfortunately it may have to be off of Tama I don't know but I'm just saying You know hopefully you do get that belt um, You know hopefully New Japan like gives you more Matches uh, have you come out to the States uh, you know just be the guy um, But I had A tremendous fucking time dude This is, this oh, thank is fantastic you. Being late, But yeah I'll get it I'll get it. There's, there's only so much that luck can hold me back from. So you see, and I'll, I'll remember you supporting me even when I was nobody. So. Yeah, man, I, I got you no matter what. I say this to all my wrestling buddies. I got them, you know, they, uh, they know it. Um, but yeah, again, uh, I am Marie shadows. Follow me on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. Uh, thank you for uh, coming into this, uh, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows to see this live, uh, to see the recorded version is going to be over on my sub stack. So stay tuned to my socials over on Twitter to know when to like see the actual full video, um, to everyone in the chat. Thank you so much for being here too. Um, this is the end of the stream. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.